Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Welcome in. Good to see you on a Monday. This is going to be a short one today. I'm very much crunched uh, for time or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, I'm very limited on time today, so this is going to be a short one. Uh, but anyway, glad you guys are with me as I try to get these tweets out, sharing the show. Good. Glad, uh, glad that you're with me. We're talking baseball. I'll just dive right in. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you. Uh, this is on YouTube. Just search my name, Facebook, Twitter. Follow me right there at that handle or in podcast form. Uh, Mike in the morning will turn up results in iTunes, uh, Spotify. Just search my name. You'll find results there. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. All right, let's dive right in because, again, not uh, not a whole lot of time with you this morning. Uh, Mississippi State cruises uh, to a series win, at least on Friday and Saturday over South Carolina. They get walked off yesterday, so the Gamecocks salvage that um, salvaged that Sunday and um, went one in five against the Mississippi schools this year. So what the heck happened to South Carolina baseball? But more on that in a second. And then Ole Miss. Uh, they lose on Friday, and the bigger story from Friday was Gunnar Hoagland uh, having to exit the game early. Talked yesterday some on the Sunday show, so in case you missed it, just find the podcast uh, where you listen to this one, and you can hear my thoughts on that situation and how there are there need to be questions asked about why he was able to go um, when he was in warm-ups stiff in the forearm. That That's questions uh, or a question that needs to be answered uh, at some point. Um, so I talked about a lot of that yesterday, but that was the big story from Friday. They bounced back on Saturday because Doug Nikhazy does what Doug Nikhazy does, and he was um, a little shaky early and then recovered because – that's what he does, and the offense came through. But then yesterday happened, and there's two ways uh, to look at it. Uh, there's the overly optimistic way to look at it or what I think is the realistic way to look at it. So going into these two weekends after the LSU series loss, you would have every Ole Miss fan on the planet would have taken four and two over the next two weeks. Everybody would have taken that. It's not that they lost yesterday. It's how they lost. It's not that they lost two games over the last two weekends. It's who they lost them to. Four and two is absolutely something you would have taken going into these weekends, but that was under the assumption that you would have beaten both South Carolina and Texas A&M, but you obviously uh, did not do that. And, hmm. So right now, yeah, half full or half empty depends on the fan. You're exactly right. I mean, it's you would have taken it, but now that you saw the way it unfolded, it's hard to, to fathom otherwise. Uh, there are two things that happened yesterday that, that are being criticized. Um, one 
was not walking for Zell, the guy that had just killed Ole Miss all weekend long, even though uh, the bases were loaded when he was up to bat, at least based on the conversations I have had. I don't know what the fan base at large thinks. I, I really you know, avoid um, that kind of stuff. But based on my, my Twitter feed and based on conversations I've had, people are wondering why they didn't just put him on giving up a run and then also whatever you want to call what happened in the top of the eighth. Um, I don't, and I don't know how many people actually think that they should have done this, but in case you're one of those people, I do not believe that you walk in a run on purpose. I I just, Taylor Broadway is your best bullpen arm. Yes, this guy's been killing you all weekend, but the bases are loaded and the pitch was high. Like, I mean, he, he hit a ball out of the zone, out of the park. I mean, it just, that is a situation where the phrase, that's baseball, applies to me. You you can't walk in a run. I know he's killed you all weekend, and obviously that would have been better than giving up a grand slam. I just, I if I were Mike Bianco in that moment, I would have trusted Taylor Broadway. I would have trusted him, and it didn't work out. So I'm not going to criticize that move, pitching to a guy, even though he's killed you all weekend, surrendering a run. I just, I don't subscribe to that. And I don't know how many people are actually talking about that. Maybe very little, but I know in one of my group messages, people were wondering why you don't just put them on. Well, because I don't think you put on a guy to give up, to to give up a run on purpose. Especially if you get him to put one on the ground, it's an easy double play because he's not a burner by any stretch of the imagination. So it just didn't work out. That moment that, and then Broadway walking the two guys ahead of him is a bigger problem than giving up the, the the grand slam on a pitch out of the zone. Um, I'm not going to criticize that move. I, I don't know how many people actually think that that's what should have been done, but I do not subscribe to that school of thought. The bigger issue is what happened in the top of the eighth inning and um, left a lot of people scratching their head, myself included. Now, this isn't a hindsight thing because you guys, if you follow me and listen to me every day, you know that I am very much anti-bunt. There's a game earlier this season where Ole Miss had runners on first and second and nobody out, and they decided to let uh, McCant swing away, and he got out, and they ended up not plating either one of those two runners. And I said, I'm not going to criticize that move because McCants is a 330-plus hitter in SEC play. You let your hitter swing the bat in that moment. You can't guarantee he's going to lay down a bunt accurately anyway. Uh, you don't need to give a free out when you've got a hitter like that up to bat. I am very anti-bunt. I hate bunting. I'm very critical of bunting. So you guys know that I'm consistent with this. This isn't a hindsight thing because I would have said the same thing had this worked out. I don't like bunting. I don't like giving up outs, especially when you have a good hitter at the plate. Ole Miss had a good hitter at the plate yesterday, and then and then I don't know. So here's how it shook out. If you're a State fan listening to this and you didn't watch the game yesterday, Ole Miss was down a run in the top of the eighth. Justin Bench was hit by a pitch, so he gets on. Nobody out. Uh, McCants singled to left, so you had runners on first and second. Nobody out with Hayden Leatherwood up to bat. Now, at this point in the series, Leatherwood for Ole Miss had seven hits on the weekend. He had seven hits on the weekend. And was three for three yesterday. So I think he had three on Friday, one on Saturday, three on Sunday. He was three for three on the day, seven hits on the weekend. 
runners on first and second, down a run, nobody out. What they decide to do is to pinch hit for Leatherwood. Again, the guy that's had seven hits on the weekend, seeing the ball as good as anybody on the team, if not better. To pinch hit Van Cleave and to bunt him. So they take the bat out of Leatherwood's hands, bring in Van Cleave to lay down a bunt. And it was successful, so you have runners on second and third with nobody out. Texas A&M decides, because Tim Elko is up next, he's also uh, coming in to pinch hit for Kale Baker. Um, They put him on first. They have the open base. Elko has a home run the weekend. He's a big hitter. They, They put him on base, and... Um, up comes Calvin Harris. He grounds into a double play. Probably a miscalculation. Maybe they did not think that they would put Elko on. But if I were Texas A&M, and I had Tim Elko with a bat in his hands with runners on second and third and one out, and Calvin Harris behind him, I'm absolutely putting Tim Elko on. Without a doubt, I'm putting Elko on and pitching to Harris. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer to me. But what what I'm highly um, mind-blown by, if you will, in this situation is not letting Leatherwood swing the bat. Pinch hitting for Leatherwood just to lay down a bunt, I don't understand. I'm very anti-bunt. I praised the decision to let McCants hit when it didn't work a few weeks ago because that was the right decision. Sometimes in baseball, it just doesn't work out. It was the right move, though, letting your hitter hit. If it didn't work out yesterday and they didn't bunt um, Van Cleve that they let Leatherwood hit and he got out, it would have been the right move to make. Taking the bat out of your hottest hitter's hands to lay down a bunt to have... Elko get walked, and then Harris be the guy that's in that spot. Um, I, I don't understand the rationale. Now, maybe uh, Richard will ask Mike Bianco this afternoon, and maybe he'll be able to explain it. Because I'm sure uh, there is a logical explanation. I can't think of what that may be, though. I'm not so much mad about or mad. I'm not mad or anything. I'm, I'm just doing my job. I'm critical. Uh, the only thing that makes me mad is my tax bill. Um, but what what I'm more critical over is taking the bat out of Leatherwood's hands to bunt for him as opposed to not expecting A&M to put Elko on. I mean, that seems like the most logical step. If I were Texas A&M, I'm absolutely putting Elko on and getting to Harris because of exactly what happened. Um, but it's the bunt. It's the taking the bat out of Leatherwood's hands, and it's the bunt. If that was Van Cleve naturally there, I get it. If that was um, Harris there, I, I get it. I don't get taking out your hottest hitter on the weekend with runners on first and second and nobody out to lay down a bunt just so they can pitch to Harris next. I, I've I've thought about, you know, what can go into that decision and, and I don't quite understand it. You didn't do it a few weeks ago. It didn't work, but that was the right move. It would have been the right move here. And it didn't work. Just didn't work. So 
Um, brutal, tough weekend. Ole Miss is, uh, I mean, so the takeaway from last weekend for them was it was a nice recovery. They get the sweep. You know, maybe they're back on track. It didn't work out that way. A good weekend is only as good as the way you play the next weekend. And that's now five of six series losses. D1 Baseball dropped them down to number 18. That is just one spot ahead of Southern Miss, who swept Middle Tennessee on the weekend and just pitched it unbelievably well. I imagine when regional projections come out tomorrow, uh, they will not be in there. And quite frankly, they don't deserve to be a host right now. They don't deserve it. Um, It would be better for business if they did host. Um, Mississippi State hosting is good for business. And I'm them being a national seed is great for, for business. And Ole Miss doing the same thing would be as well. But just to, to tell you the truth, because um, somebody's got to do it, <laughs> at least uh, at least around here, um, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to be a host right now. That number 18 ranking might even be a little high. And then, um, and then today, uh, reportedly, Chase Parham, who's the the best at covering baseball. On a local beat, I don't think you get better at covering baseball um, than than Chase. So there's a free shout-out to somebody that doesn't need it. You guys probably already all know who he is. Um, According to him, uh, Gunnar Hogan's getting an MRI today. And uh, this is a huge day for uh, for Ole Miss because um, if he's out for the rest of the season – I would not expect them to even get out of a regional. I don't think they can do that without him. And not, I mean, how many teams could? I mean, you've already lost Tim Elko, who's your team captain and at the time was your best hitter, and he can only come in and pinch hit situations, and he can only hit once in a game if he gets on because he can't run. And then you're going to lose your top 10 pick, uh, potentially. Knock on wood, Ole Miss fans. Knock on wood. You might. You may not. You, you might lose your top 10 pick. Um, yeah, I mean, who would get out of a regional? Look at all the teams across college baseball, and you take away their top 10 pick at pitcher and their best hitter, and how many of them are going to win anything. But even with Gunnar Hoagland, I'm not exactly confident that they would have gotten out of one anyway. Uh, but still, today is, is a big, uh, big day. But anyway... Speaking of those D1 rankings, Mississippi State, after their series win, I'm limited on time, so I'm rushing. Forgive me. Uh, Mississippi State moved up to number three after their series win in Columbia. They got beat in the rubber match, but um, really nice pitching days for Mississippi State. South Carolina is not the best lineup you've ever seen. Um, I only had one player going into the weekend that was hitting above 300, and um, that average has actually dropped down now. Uh, So he's now below 300. South Carolina does not have a single batter hitting in the 300s. There's only three guys in that entire lineup that is hitting 271 or better. Only three guys. So it's not the best lineup in the world. Uh, But they do hit home runs. And state fans saw that yesterday. They do hit home runs. But very impressive pitching performances from Mississippi State. That's the story of the weekend. Uh, It's something that... Uh, they haven't gotten the best starts in the world lately in totality from their weekend guys. Um, they've certainly not been bad, but McLeod was just exceptional on Friday night. Uh, what were his numbers here? Uh, seven complete, one hit, two walks, six strikeouts. So it didn't have a high strikeout rate, but it doesn't matter when you're only giving up uh, just one hit in seven complete. So he was just excellent, and the offense came to play as well. 
And then you got um, – it was a good start from Bednar. He had 13 strikeouts in the game, you know, gave up a home run – or home runs because that's what South Carolina does. They don't hit for volume, but they do hit for power. And that's why you won the series. I mean, your offense was great. Um, things got funky there a little bit on Saturday, but, you know, that's what you have Landon Sims for. He just comes in and shuts the door. Um, he is pretty remarkable. Um, but just a, a really solid weekend, uh, moving up one spot because TCU uh, lost their series this weekend, I believe. Who was it, too? I don't remember. I think it may have been. It doesn't matter. TCU lost their series, so Mississippi State jumped up to number three. They are very much um, – it'll be hard for them to drop out of the national seed territory with two weeks left to play, especially with Missouri in town this weekend. If you get two or sweep Missouri, then you pretty much have bottled that thing up. Um, so a really just solid, easy, nice weekend for Mississippi State. Uh, just getting a win over a team they're better than, a series win over a team that they're better than right now. And they're just cruising. They're, they're just cruising right now. And I mean that complimentary. They're just they're playing really good baseball. They're pitching it well. Their bullpen's good. The bats have come around a little bit, especially this past weekend. And, I mean, it's Missouri this weekend, and then they close at Alabama. So a chance, I mean, if, if you made me guess, I, they're probably getting five wins over the next two weeks, and they're solidifying themselves as a national seed. And they're showing you that they are a national title contender. It's really that simple. Um, okay, I got to I gotta be quick with these. Get to it when you can. One big question or comment from the weekend. A near-perfect game, a seven-inning no-no, and production from the bottom of the lineup are the knives. Any coach wants to be sharpening for a postseason run. Perhaps we are uh, on the precipice of a run uh, to the likes of what Kendall and Teddy, as, uh, as they said, Kendall Rogers and Teddy Cahill for the Golden Eagles to host. Time will tell. Yeah, I think... It's a shame that they're making the cutoff now because if Southern Miss wins the next two series and wins their conference, they would deserve to host. But hopefully they have made that top 20 cut. Uh, if they didn't, it's a joke because they, they they at least belong in consideration to host with the way they're playing right now, with a couple weeks in a conference tournament to play. The Conference USA is really good this year, so if they can find a way to win that tournament, they deserve to host. But because of this arbitrary cutoff thing they've decided to do this year, it may not happen, which is a joke, which is a joke. One of you says Southern should host. I mean, they're, they're playing like it. You sure don't want to see them as your two seed. My gosh, with the way they pitch it. Uh, one of you says Ole Miss can't get out of a regional anyway. Um, I'm not confident they'd be able to do it, um, even with Hoagland, but without him. I just I wouldn't pick that, but they hit it well enough. I mean, they're talented enough to do it, but not with the way they're playing right now. But they're talented enough. And uh, last thing, I gotta go. Uh, you say I'm in the camp of all D1 hitters should be able to bunt if pro pitchers can get it. College position players can. Is that on Bianco? I, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I just wouldn't bunt him not because he he couldn't do it. I just think that you, you taking the bat out of Leatherwood's hands is a bad call because I think he's a really good hitter and he was hot on the weekend. Um, that, that, that's really what I'm getting at here. It's I, I would, wouldn't take the bat out of his hands because he can hit the ball, and he's been doing it all weekend. So, all right, I got to go, guys. I'm so sorry. This is a short one. Tomorrow I'll be back to a, a normal length, but thank you so much for tuning in. Always glad you're with me. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the podcast, and follow me on all social media. See you guys at 3 o'clock on the radio show. If you listen, if not, I'll be back right here tomorrow at 8 a.m. 
Y'all have a good week and a good day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Mississippi Media Production.